welcome to the Real Appeal Podcast. This is your host and writer for your entertainment corner, Kelsey Loisel. And with me today is my level checking co-host. Mark Salcedo, hi. <laughs> Who had the gains up very loud. Oh, I know. that That's, that's my mistake. <laughs> uh, yeah, senior editor and writer at ScreenKey.net, Mark Salcedo. Yeah. You know what? You look even different uh, with your headphones on. Really? Mm. Okay. That's it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. You know what? <laughs> what? What do I know? I have some. Uh, I have some wise words to impart on you. Okay. What are they? <clears throat> I never get into an elevator alone. You know. They can come out of they can come out of nowhere. Uh Like you'll be in the elevator alone. Uh All of a sudden, there's someone there. Wouldn't even stop on a level. Like a ninja. Yeah. Ninja rapist. They come from like the the ceiling. Okay. Like they just phase through the walls. They pop out of the buttons. Yeah. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Real Appeal. Uh, two E's and Real and TikTok. I always forget that one. Um, TheRealAppeal at gmail.com is where you can email us. If you could please review our podcast wherever you are listening to us, um, whichever podcast app that you like. Or, or Catcher, Podcast Catcher. Po- you know, apps too. No, I know. I'm just saying that. Those are both. They're both correct. Mm. One's one's more correct than the other, and that's the one that I said. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Now that you know Mark's ridiculousness is out of the way, um, because he's wrong. Um. (laughs) I like the title of the episode you got. Yeah. That we got (laughs) dialing back on on the romance. (laughs) (laughs) Um, our segments this week. Are our recent review of Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Our variety time is our Indiana Jones rankings. Our geriatric cinematic is Romancing the Stone, which came out in 1984. And the Turpic is Making Archaeology. Mark's going to read that part. No, no, you go ahead. You already stole it. I did not steal it. You're messing with the... I was going to read it. Then read it. I don't want it now. Read it. All right, making making archaeology look cool while doing it. Doing it. That sounds doing wrong. It, doing it right. I know, right? <laughs> and okay. you capitalized archaeology. Yeah, because that's how cool it is. Okay. So, My nose is itchy, so I'm sorry about that. So I want to talk about a few things, and there are actually really important things to discuss uh, before we get into our review. I definitely know what one of them is going to be. What? What's one of them? I could see it in your eyes. <laughs> what? Just no, no, no. I want no. You, you're the mind reader. You I don't, tell me. I don't want to bury the lead. Is I don't it? want to steal your thunder. Oh, okay. So my daughter was not around. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> you know I know. Age. It's a real thing. It ain't nothing but a number. Ain't age ain't nothing but a number. Said R. Kelly. <laughs> Ooh. Um, yeah, I just want to talk a little bit about getting older since, uh, 
as of recently, I decided to cut off all my hair. It was getting, as Kelsey said, it was getting pretty sad. I did not Her say that. Her exact words were, Mark, your hair is pathetic. Who are you trying to fool? These youngins won't respect you with that type of hairline. Yeah, I definitely said youngins. Yeah. <laughs> Me, young, who hates the word gal. These young bloods. Well, that's the real thing. Anyway. I know people say that. Not me. I'm white. Kelsey says that all the time. Um, yeah, I, I cut off all my hair. I I almost shaved it off completely. Um, and I was very hesitant to do so. Fortunately, my not my barber, but my barber's friend. Co-worker? Co-worker. They, co-worker talked me out of it. And, yeah. And now you have a new barber. Now I got... <laughs> Shit, hope he's hope he's not listening. <laughs> no, I just it's just, this this whole thing I've been dealing with for like well I've been dealing with it for a while, but it's just now kind of like right in my face about getting older and stuff like that. You know, um, my body is not what it used to be. Like I like every time I get up in the morning, my hips hurt, mm-hmm. and I have to like stretch. Like as soon as I get out of bed, I have to stretch. <laughs> Even when you have a pillow. Uh, sometimes that pillow escapes me. Oh. It, like, breaks loose, or... <laughs> no, I sleep with a, um, I sleep with a pillow between my knees. This is what, no, this is what, uh, uh, when I had back, a back injury, mm-hmm. this is what the doctor told me. He said, sleep with it, because you're a big guy, and your body's like, oh, and my I'm scoli- a big guy? I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he mentioned about my scoliosis, and he says, you know, you're going to have hip problems as you get older. And he said, um, <clears throat> best way to try to get through that is putting a pillow between your knees, because it helps straighten out your spine. Um, and I was like, okay, that makes sense. Uh, and I wa- <laughs> my dumbass wasn't doing it anyway. Mm. And then uh, after my last back injury, or the last time I pulled my back, I was like, all right, let me, let me, let me try this out. And so far, it works well. I think the only problem is that uh, I lay on my side too much, mm-hmm. and then it starts. Then the hips start hurting because of my weight. So mm-hmm. it's like I have to like have to rotate like a rotisserie chicken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like those are song lyrics somewhere. <laughs> rotate in bed like a rotisserie chicken. <laughs> there is a song that's like trumpety that sounds like that. <laughs> is it that one stupid song like someone had posted like on Twitter about this is the music they have sex to and it's like that's not it remember no that's not it after all but no aging is a real thing I mean I mean Kelsey I mean you're only you're only like a number. You're you're younger than me, but mm-hmm. you're you understand how aging is just like. I, you know what? Now this thing about it, it's funny we're talking about you're aging. Telling me I'm aging, like no, 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 thanks. No, like, well, everybody ages, but no, I just realized we're talking about aging, and we're about to do the we're about to review Dial of Destiny <laughs> <laughs> about an old man on his last journey. You know what's funny? Hmm. No, you said. Hmm. You know, you know about aging. Like, if I know about it, because I'm really aging. Mm-hmm. That's how you said it. Not like you're really aging, but like you're, you're, I guess, okay. I guess what I, what I meant to say is you're more aware of it and you're more realistic about it. Where I'm just like, no, I'm not getting old. I'm not getting old. Oh, yeah. That's because, look, I know you don't have any example to lead by. 
Mm-hmm. But my dad doesn't oh, seem to Oh, that's age. a good way of saying you can go with a dad, Mark. <laughs> I'm trying to be nice about it. Still way be nice about that. You basically called me a bastard. I mean. I mean, you're not lying. You're not wrong. No, my dad is like a fucking child in the best ways. So yeah, he's not like a man child. Like, not that it's like what endearing of it's an endearing, uh, sorry, it's an endearing part of his personality. Yeah, like he's just fun loving, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I really hope to age like him. <laughs> With a mustache too. Definitely. Look, look like I mean, Gene Shallon. I already have, you know, his oh, hair. Peach fuzz. I've always had that. Uh, but yeah, uh, but I just don't want to age like my mother. Oh, you're. Your mother, she's yo- she's younger than my mom, right? Yeah. Your mom is like 10 years older than my mom. And your mom looks like like a dried up garbage bag that was once wet. <laughs> like it got real thin and got holes in it. Yeah, like, yeah. And like, from being outside for like 15 years in the sun and yeah, the dirt. And it's got like garbage juice in it. Ew. <laughs> no, the garbage juice dried up. So it's just flakes. Ew. Ew. <laughs> Gross. But yeah, like... Like, just so everyone knows, whoever's listening, uh-huh. Mark would not condone me talking like that and would not jump in on that train if, you know, she was a great person. Oh, your mother? Yeah. Like, I know yeah. people get offended because they're like, you should never talk about your mother, but yeah. like, you don't understand, so shh. Okay. I'll stop them. Not you. Oh, okay. You mean the royal you? Uh, yeah, the you. Like, the royal you. Like, people uh-huh. who want to be offended and decide not to listen anymore. I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, so, yeah, I've been kind of... like it, And and here's the thing, like... I don't want to say, like... Well, okay. It was. My hair was tapped into my youth. Like, or feeling youthful. You know, when I think of, like... People getting older, like they start, they start losing their hair. Not everybody, but, but you know, a lot of people start losing their hair in their twenties. I know, but like even but like see, that didn't Cisco was me. getting like gray hairs, and he was like twenty two. But Cisco still has his hair. Yeah, he has a lot of hair. Yeah, see, there you go. But like, he's a different nationality for one thing. Okay. Like you say, there's no there's no such thing as black uh, black. <laughs> Ball-headed Mexicans? No, there are, uh. but not as many as other nationalities. Oh, okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, like having to cut my hair this short, um, I would just get, kind of give folks an idea. It's not, it's not like down to like a zero. It's down to like a one and a half. And it's not, I didn't, like I said, I didn't shave it off completely, but the style is like, what it, it, it apparently works. Like everybody says, it looks good on me. Mm-hmm. I still don't see it. A skin tight fade. Is that what I call a skin tight fade? A skin tight fade. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I got a skin tight fade. I've never. I've. I've only gotten this like once when I was like my early teens, or something like that. Mm-hmm. But losing, not losing, but cutting off all my hair and realizing like that my hair is not ever. My hair is never going to come back. It's just a, it's just like another it's another what benchmark or another stop at like you're getting older mark so like start not start acting like it but just start recognizing it yeah start recognizing it start recognizing that you're not stupid like you used to be uh-huh. that you have b- more intelligence and like a better sense of humor than you used to have mm-hmm. 
that you can actually grow a beard, like some sad people that can't grow beards. Oh, they get like patches and shit like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, like you're probably more likable now than you used to be. Yeah, I, I think so. I used to be obnoxious. How you say it? Obnoxious. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Of nachos. Of nachos. I used to have so many nachos. Um, <laughs> no, but that was right. I don't know if that was... I, I mean, that probably was my youth and a little bit of the mental issues that were, de- that were like deep-seated and obviously not medicated. Also, younger you, mm-hmm. not into figuring out what's wrong with you and getting medicated. That's true. Instead of just getting self-medicated. Yeah. That's what I did. Also, you know, you're aging, but you're not aged. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you're still able to walk. <laughs> we'll see how long that lasts. You're trying to take care of yourself, so I know, right? I that, would imagine you'll at least be walking until you're in your late seventies. Oof, I don't like that. Why? Because I'd rather like be keep walking until like I'm in like like my late nineties. Okay. Even even though I don't think I'll make it that far. Yeah, but you know, let's try. Let's try and shoot for the moon. Okay. Right. Let's shoot for 130. Ooh. And then you'll make it to 90. Now, you know what? You know what I want to shoot for? Hmm. Our next segment. <laughs> you finally did a, like a really good a one. A good segue, right? <laughs> so, our recent review is Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. I'm retiring. Well, in that case, what are we drinking? Same for the goddaughter. Dad told me you found something on a train during the war. A dial that could change the course of history. Why are you chasing the thing that drove your father crazy? Don't move. We need to get out of here. Stop! Sorry. Helena! Dr. Jones, get him. The synopsis is... Archaeologist Indiana Jones races against time to retrieve a legendary artifact that can change the course of history. The tagline is, A legend will face his destiny. Just like that. (laughs) You gotta say it like that. Yeah. (laughs) Directed by James Mangold, written by Jez Butterworth, John Henry Butterworth, David Cope, and James Mangold. And it stars Harrison Ford, Phoebe Waller-Bridge... I always get her confused with Phoebe Bridgers. Oh, the musician? Yeah. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, Seanette Renee Wilson, Boyd Hallbrook, uh, Ethan Isidore, and Mads Mikkelsen. I would like to mention that that car drove by pretty loud. <laughs> David Cope, one of the writers, mm-hmm. he's written some interesting stuff. Has uh, he now? So let's let's just, I'm just gonna read I'm just gonna read off what he's what he's done. Okay. Jurassic Park, Carlito's Way, uh Mission Impossible, Lost World Jurassic Park Part Two, uh Panic Room, Snake Eyes, uh what else he's done? Sethora, War of the World War of the Worlds, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of Christmas Call. He's done a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Some of it's not good. Uh some of it's not great. But I'm just amazed at this dude's work. Damn, they got some fucking fire-ass writers, and this movie still sucked. <laughs> Kelsey, what did you think of this movie? It sucked. 
Go on. Overall thoughts. Let's Overall thoughts. Okay. Um, they didn't need to have Harrison Ford be in this movie. They didn't even need to make this movie. It's it's played out like like they're pushing like they're really pushing forward for Phoebe Phoebe Waller Bridge character Helena or Helena to be like boom you're gonna be the new Indiana Jones. Harrison Ford is mm-hmm. hanging on to this franchise mm-hmm. the way you were holding on to your hair. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> we were just talking about it. <laughs> You know, I don't mean Never it. Never like recovering from that. <laughs> Never. Okay, how how so? How How is Harrison Ford just barely ho- holding on to this franchise? Well, he said he was never going to let it go. Yeah, he said, uh, not, well, not of the franchise. I guess you could say Indiana Jones is the franchise. Um, the yeah, character. Yeah, the character. But he said, he, it was during like a, like a Comic-Con uh, event or some shit. Um, he had said, someone had asked him, like, who do you see taking up the mantle or you know whatever something the question was something like that and harrison ford said i'm paraphrasing here harrison ford has said um you'll get this role when you take it from my cold dead ends yeah and i feel like i think he's just planning on dying in the next few years so uh, he's like yeah it's safe to say this is my last one yeah 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 um are you telling the truth like I okay. I had high hopes for this movie. A mm-hmm. um, couple of reasons. High hopes. Yeah, exactly. A couple of reasons why I thought this was going to be a great movie. One is directed by James Mangold. Okay, he directed V. Uh, that was loud. <laughs> let me let me just pull up James Mangold's Mangold's work. So he's directed Four V Ferrari, Walk the Line, Logan. Oh, uh, Logan was really good. Logan's a really great film. So he's only directed like. Oh no, this is coming up. So he's directed a number of he's directed a number of movies that are actually pretty good. I remember Oh, Girl Interrupted, Copland, Identity is actually legit, Three T Three Ten to Yuma. So he's directed some good movies. Mm-hmm. He's directed some really good from some from good to like great movies. Mm-hmm. Okay. High hopes with this movie for Indiana Jones, the five. Um and Harrison Ford's coming back, and of course we all had like that stank from Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Mm-hmm. He possibly couldn't mess this up. Mm-hmm. Um, matter of fact, I got pretty emotional when um, Kelsey and I first saw the trailer of D23. Mm-hmm. It was that it was, it was like what did we consider the world premiere? The world premiere? Oh, uh, of, the, of trailer? the trailer? Yeah, it, like I think it was. Like only only the people in that room could see the trailer, mm-hmm. and we were like, "Holy shit, we get to see this!" Right? Played out, stoked to see it. Got a little teary. I'm like, this is my Indiana Jones. This is the one. This is the movie I want. This should have been the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Mm. And man, I walked out of the theater fucking mad because I did not like this movie. Like there are, there are some good qualities, mm-hmm. but they don't outweigh the bad qualities. Yeah, exactly. Um, I did not like Phoebe Waller Bridge. Mm-hmm. Like why? Why did you? Why did you not like her? I haven't seen her in very many things, and. People swear uphill and down that she's great. But I only saw her in the one episode of what, Fleabag. Fleabag. And I was like, no. I just don't like her energy. So in this mm-hmm. one, it's really apparent. Like, mm. It's like she has ADHD and she never stops. And she does like a lot of like... Like she's borderline like winking to like the camera. 
yeah. for like a lot of the things like oh I'm I'm the godmother wink or some or shit. She's like, like that. she's sticky like mm-hmm. like I don't know she's she could be the next fucking doctor. That's, yeah, you said that's she, how much energy she has. Yeah, like it's she well, who's she gives Matt Smith a run for his money. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I totally get that. Um, like it's too much, and I don't want her to be the next doctor. I also think maybe the next Indiana Jones. I mean, sorry, yes. I also mm-hmm. not the next doctor, but <laughs> I don't want her to be the next Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. And I also don't think that they need to um, continue the story where it is now. Like they could do. Mm. We've talked about it before, like a prequel, or since yeah, it's so share, far in the past, your, they sh- could. Yeah, share your prequel idea because I actually really dig this idea. The prequel idea? Yeah. Um, the real one or the one with Sam Witwicky? No, no, no. <laughs> no. I think that the archaeology obviously runs in the family. Mm-hmm. Um, what's his name? Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Mm-hmm. He obviously is into archaeology. We could mm-hmm. do... We could see movies from, like... I mean, we could see that family from, like, I don't know, the 1800s when archaeology mm-hmm. was really picking up in, like, Egypt and stuff. Yeah. Um, We could get, like, all this... The origins of, like, this family and how they... Mm-hmm. They pa- end up passing it along through the years, like... Yeah, how, how much they're so tied to exploring, exploring history. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a cool idea. And then obviously because you get, in, you know, these movies are happening in like, the this last one was what, the 60s? Yeah, 70s? This, this, yeah, this place takes place in 1969. Yeah. I mean, we're 40 years past that almost. Yeah. Like, you could do a grandson or great-grandson or daughter, like, mm-hmm. of, who you know, who knows? Maybe his son had a child with someone that they didn't know about. Yeah, yeah. Something like that, and yeah. it just goes like, yeah, continue it currently. Okay, so so let's come let's come back to uh, Indiana uh, Indiana Jones five. Um, now you now you have your opinion obviously on Phoebe Waller Bridge. Uh, what do you think of Harrison Ford coming back for like supposedly his final performance? This has to be his final performance because this dude's like pushing eighty. Um, he did say it was going to be his last. Okay. Um, he. I didn't enjoy him in this movie. Mm. Honestly, like I don't have the nostalgia of seeing him in this role. Mm. But but you have seen the I've the four s- previous movies. I've seen the four previous movies. I mm. really enjoyed him in those movies, and I get it. Mm. But I I I'm not biased. Uh, is what I'm saying. Yeah. So, um, he obviously can't keep up with the um the physicality of the role. Yeah. He has a hard time speaking quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, he slurs his words sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and he kind of comes off as just a grumpy old man. Um, and it's almost like... Um, it, it's, close to, it's close to like screaming at the clouds type, yeah. type thing. He, it's like if you merge like angry old men mm-hmm. with uh you mean grumpy old man yeah that's what i meant mm-hmm. with um <laughs> you were close you were close <laughs> and i knew the name and i still said it wrong. <laughs> okay <laughs> um grumpy old men with like 
Tomb Raider. <laughs> I can picture that. <laughs> um, so he, I just did not like him in this movie. You know what though? There were some good emotional times that he had, like um, he was when he was talking about his son or his, you know, wife. There was some pain there that I fo- I thought like read mm-hmm. really well across the screen, like okay. when he was acting. Okay. Uh, let's. I'm not gonna say anything. Okay, I'm okay. just saying like his um his his reaction to like that situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I get you. Yeah. yeah. It read really well. I I I actually have a I actually have a problem with not have a, have a problem. I had a problem with that. It, it took me a minute to like kind of go like like something's off, other than like certain things. That we won't be talking about until we get into the spoiler section. But I, f- I realized what had bothered me about the whole thing with his family mm-hmm. and and his him being miserable. Mm-hmm. There's like this there's like this trend of like certain characters coming back or certain actors coming back and they're like in these particular roles. Um, and they're old, they've been on these journeys and stuff <clears> like that. <throat> and at the end, like when we see them again, they're just miserable. Yeah. Like that happened in Scream. Uh oh the 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 mm-hmm. latest Scream. The I think the penultimate one, right? Scream five. I think so. Okay. I don't. I don't. It was recall a, what you referred to. one of the Scream movies where mm-hmm. um um David Arquette mm-hmm. um he's older and grumpy. Oh yeah, and he, and he was miserable. You're right. Yeah, he was miserable in that movie. Okay, so there's that, <laughs> and there's like. Um. Uh, Star Wars, um, The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke Skywalker, old, miserable. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not. I'm not saying that movie's bad. I, I love that movie. But like, there's this arc in this movie that works. Mm-hmm. In, in Last Jedi, there's an arc that helps has him like re tap into the Force and like realize what what's that right. Um, but this one, it just seemed like, like just sad. Like, and that's the thing we don't know. It's understand. It's understandable that you want to make Indiana Jones kind of like, you want to make certain characters like not at their lowest, but like maybe things didn't like add up to what they thought, right? But not to the point where you're just like, this is just sad now, like, and that and like like how you said, Harrison Ford's like physicality and everything. It doesn't make it any better. No, it doesn't. Um, and it's like, it's why are you trying to make him keep up with someone who's. Two generations younger. Like, yeah. Phoebe Waller-Bridge, not only is she, like, younger than him, mm-hmm. but she also has enough energy for five people. Yeah, exactly. So, like, why are you doing that? Mm. And then there's, like, a there's like a chase scene mm. um, that you could see in the trailer. Like, it looks badass in the trailer, but when it plays out... Oh, it plays out bad. It's just long. Yeah, and, like, I this, this is one... This is what i think one of the biggest things this movie suffers from is that there's like no sense of like i'm not saying there's no i take that back there are a number of times especially during the action set pieces there's no sense of like location like physical location mm-hmm. you know there's a part where um there's like a it's like a rickshaw rickshaw like chase scene like electrical rickshaw chase scene right mm-hmm. and it's like okay cool but like it looks so bad when it, we get like close up of the characters and stuff like that that it's they you like you can completely tell they were like on a on a screen set like 
they didn't have to make it look that fucking bad. Yeah. Well, also, they're telling you, oh, you're in this town. Mm-hmm. Or the city. Yeah. But we have no way of knowing where they are. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, I know, like, chase scenes don't really play out. Like, yeah, I know that's Flower. I know that's Spring Street. Like, uh-huh. sure, but it's just a lot of, like, camera change, camera change, camera change, camera mm-hmm. change. Yeah. And you're like, okay. With a lot of, like, speeding backgrounds and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, they might as well have been running in the Speed Force or some shit like that. <laughs> um, Mads Mikkelsen. Mm-hmm. Don't love him in this movie. Really? It's not his fault. Okay. He's just too big for this fucking movie. So, okay. Now Meaning, you say, like, I think he, he out-acts everybody all the time. I don't necessarily see that as a bad thing. I really see that as, like, chewing up scenes and stuff like that. Um, that works well. Like, clearly, like... Like, clearly, like, Mad Mickelson... To me, Mad Mickelson's the one who, like better fits in this world what's going on mm-hmm. you know like he he does come off as like a villain like an indiana jones type villain mm-hmm. right so i think it i think was on, he a bond villain yeah he was uh remember he was in casino rail that fits <laughs> yeah um so he he like his his demeanor and character and everything fits within like the context of this movie unlike phoebe waller bridge which is like he said i mean like she's kind of in a different movie yeah. Within this one. Well, that, I think that's why I don't like Mads in this movie. It's not mm. his fault. I yeah. just feel like with everything that's going on, uh-huh. he's like too good of a villain mm. to be wasted in such a film. Like, Okay, it, yeah, that's interesting. It's like when you listen to a choir uh-huh. and you can hear that one person who's better than everybody else. Uh-huh. And yeah, that person's better than everyone else, but the point isn't to be better, it's to fit in. Mm, okay. And, um, so, and you see it as a negative. I see it as a negative, but, like, uh, yeah, he's, like, a great actor. That's a positive. But mm. this film did not deserve him. I can see that. Okay. I get so saying. that's why I didn't like it, because it just didn't go uh-huh. with the flow. Was there... Okay. Was there anybody that you liked their performance or anything like that? Well, I, I, mean, I, mean, I did like, like Harrison. I did say I liked him. Oh, okay. I just didn't like the physical stuff. Oh, okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll agree with you with that. It is... I mean, th- I mean, this is the nostalgia side of me coming out, but like, I did, I was happy to see him again as Indiana Jones, right? Yeah, I, I did enjoy. And that. the hat, the hat's like the big thing. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. But yeah, you're right. Like the physicality part, just like, oh, dude, like, why mm-hmm. they put you? Why are they propping you up, like, to, yeah. to do this? And I did like Mads Mikkelsen. Mm-hmm. I just didn't think that the that the he just fit in yeah. this movie that way. I got gotcha. you. Um, other what? than that, I. Honestly, didn't really care about anybody else. Well, okay. Well, what did you think of James James Mangles uh, Mangles directing? Um, it was okay. Mm. I thought it was kind of frenetic. Actually, there's mm. too many moving parts. Like, why you don't need all of these groups of people mm-hmm. coming after these people? Yeah. Um, you kind of set the chase really quickly from the beginning Mm -hmm. so you don't have a chance to like breathe a little bit and get to really reacquaint yourself with anybody yeah um and i think the name of the game was just go like Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be good it just has to be fast and interesting which doesn't usually work i i think i think that's funny that you said like and and i agree with you that this movie's like go like you gotta like speed this shit up and like keep going on this journey right mm-hmm. like almost like never stopping um and i th- 
and that that catches my attention because that's like a lot of movies now because you got to like catch people's attention like really fucking fast right and keep them and keep them engaged and stuff like that right those these indiana jones movies are not that mm-hmm. you know from i'll even say like i'll even say kingdom of the crystal skull it's not like that it's not very frenetic it's it fits in the vein of indiana jones i mean there are obviously issues with that movie mm-hmm. but like this the pacing and the speed and the way how the story develops and like starts unraveling if it's well for one one two three and four mm-hmm. this one it's like boom 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 boom. let's get going let's get going and like to the point where the MacGuffin is like the the villain's plan isn't really revealed until like the last like 15 minutes of the movie mm-hmm. which doesn't it doesn't show the stakes. All it is is like he wants to get this thing. Well, why? Also, I he don't like the thing. thing that he fucking wanted. The 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 dial the dial or whatever they call it the dial of destiny, but it would just be cooler if he used its real name. It also would be so much cooler if you didn't make it. They call the it, way it did. They call it a certain Anti- name. Antikythera. Yeah. That's what it's called, and it's also a real thing. But it's badly corroded. Uh-huh. And, you know, like, the thing is, like, I want to be mad about it. But if you really think about it, mm-hmm. they've done that through every, all, like, all the other Indiana Jones movies. Mm. Like, they pick something that's archaeological that people have an interest in. And they inflate its importance and its abilities to do things. Mm. Um, so I get why they did it. But, like, for me, it's, like, something I know a little something about oh yeah so you're saying i'm like i watch all these fucking science and history shows uh, i'm like that's so cool and he's like the dial of destiny and i'm like well they don't they don't really call the dial of destiny they call it like you said the antikythera antikythera yeah yeah um (laughs) <laughs> we get seeing like Indiana Jones is like we have to get the dial of destiny <laughs> it, it is just not with those words yeah yeah um like i think it's so cheesy i don't know yeah uh um, the writing is awful like god awful and, and and like i said that's funny because like well one one very telling that the writing's not gonna mount well is like when it's like four writers mm-hmm. you know um except not, the recently i don't remember which movie it was mm-hmm. but you you counted how many maybe it was spider-man uh oh um, that one had a lot of writers but see that that call for it because that thing is so multi-layer interdimensional mm. so many moving parts with with uh uh what's it called uh across the spider verse right and so i'm saying that's the only thing i think recently that we've watched mm-hmm. that works well with that many writers yeah and it doesn't work in this sense because or in this in indiana jones 5 it doesn't work in this case because it's like it's supposed to be like like a simple story or like a simple story that's complex within it, you know. Uh, Indiana Jones is after this one artifact. Here's the artifact. Who's here's who's at, who else is after it? Here's the people he, jo- he that joins him on this journey, and he has like a revelation moment or something like that. Like as simple as like Raiders of the Lost Ark. There are Nazis. They're hunting down the Ark. That's it. And then we find we have to find these pieces to get to the Ark. Temple of Doom rocks. Essentially rocks. <laughs> Okay. Glowing rocks. Glowing rocks. You know, it's it's like there's a form. There is honestly like a formula that plays out, and in the previous movies, this one should have been a simple formula, but it it tried so many moving parts that it just barely amounted to anything, 
And like I said, the villain's plan is not brought up until like the last 10, 15 minutes of the movie. And you're, it's not sh- you're not showing any stakes other than like he needs this thing. Well, why? You know what's funny? Mm-hmm. Steven Spielberg loves this movie. He has to. Yeah, but it seems like he really actually likes it. Probably. I mean, you're never going to get him on mic saying, like, that was a piece of shit or something like that. Yeah. But you, but you honestly think that, like, like in his heart, he's like, I like this movie. Yeah, because I saw something where he was like, yeah, like, I totally condone this movie and, like, mm. it's actually really great and I think people should see it and, like, I don't know. That's funny, that's funny that you mentioned that because uh, while I was getting the stuff together for... Uh, this week's episode I saw this clip of like him endorsing this movie um, and the guy and like it was during an interview I think it was like Time Time Magazine's like 100 or something like that during like a, a big event and the guy the, the interviewer was asking him um, like have, like what's it feel like when you see this movie and you're not directing this movie and he says like well I actually saw it a couple days ago and he says I like it I really enjoyed the movie but he did the, he did the Seinfeld thing and I'll explain this so in the episode of Seinfeld Jerry's talking to Elaine and asking about a relationship. Is it the high pitch thing? No, no, no. It's not the high pitch thing, right? Okay. The thing is, and, and Elaine says something like, oh, yeah, it's doing well. And she's like scratching her chin. And he's like, <laughs> oh, oh. She's like, what? And he goes, when you touch your face in certain locations, that's how you can tell it's bad. You know, touch, she touches her, like, he touches his chin, like, touches her chin, eh, not doing no, not, not so great. Touching, like, the cheeks or something like that, eh, it could be better. Touching the eyes. Oh God! Why am I in this? And I had noticed that. And I was saying, I'm not saying this. This applies for everything, but I just think it's funny when I saw Steven Spielberg discussing the movie. He says, "No, I really liked it," and he stuck his fingers like rubbing his eyes. Like, oh, no, no, shit. I really like it. <laughs> it sucks too because it's the only one he hasn't directed. That's the thing. A lot of people. I, okay, so I was one of the people who were like, why is he not directing this? And then I, I was like, well, he did do Kingdom of Crystal Skull. Maybe he's like, I need to step away from this now. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe I need to have... He's self-aware, which other directors cannot be. Yeah, yeah. And he got James Mango, James Mango, who's a, a good director. Like He's comparable. Yeah, he's very comparable. Um, so when I heard that James Mango was directing this, I was like, all right, it's in good hands. It's going to be in good hands. Mm-hmm. And I was surprised as fuck that it was not. It's funny because you do do that where you're like, ha, oh, like he does some really good stuff, but not like amazing stuff. Right. So you're like, oh, it's going to be good. And then it's mm-hmm. not. And you're like, what the fuck? Well, but I, I'm like, I guess because I'm like, I have I, I was having high hopes. for. Like I said, like he's done. You're so, like a positive person. You just think that it's going to be great. Well, I mean, and I've like and I'm looking at his. You know, I looked at his previous work. You know, it's like it's like just seeing someone's track record. Okay, they've done this, they've done this, they've done good, blah, blah, blah. You know, sometimes it's not great, but his movies are, like I said, I, I Copland's great, Service Gordon Interrupted, Walk, uh, Walk the Line got, almost got Joaquin Phoenix the Oscar, 310 Yuma's a great remake, Logan. Logan's a phenomenal film. Yeah. Right, and 450 was a fun film to watch. So obviously, like, his track record is not that bad. It's actually, I would say it's from decent to good. Mm-hmm. Okay, so obviously when he did this one, and then the fact that Disney's like, all right, you're directing a Star Wars movie. Okay, that means they see something in him. Possibilities. And then this movie comes out, and it just broke my heart. <laughs> I think that's a good a good segue into uh, <laughs> the spoiler section. <laughs> exactly. We're going to find out why Mark cries. <laughs> all right. Yeah, what makes you cry at night, Mark? 
this Indiana Jones movie. I'm not going to lie. After watching this movie, I had a couple of drinks. <laughs> not, I was like, I need to fuck. I need a drink now. Yeah. All right. So we're going to we're going to be talking about Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny uh, in the spoiler section. You're going to talk about the movie at great lengths. So if you don't want to be spoiled, here's your spoiler bumper right about now. Go ahead, and let's talk about what the fuck happened to his family. <laughs> you just want to get that out of I the way? I just want to get that out of the way. <laughs> I just want to get that out of the way and why. <sighs> okay, first of all, mm. first of all, why do the whole family thing? Mm. And then the next movie, like they're just gone. And yeah. I, I get the whole Shia LaBeouf thing. Mm. But they didn't have to write it the way they did, where his wife also was not involved mm. in the film, which she should have been. Yeah. But also, and I didn't read the article, but I saw a headline that said that, um, what's her name? Marion. Uh, Karen Allen. Karen Allen. Thought her character, uh, Marion, was going to be in the film more. She's disappointed that she didn't get more screen oh, time. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. Damn. That makes me not like the movie even more now. Yeah. Um Yeah, and it, it goes it goes back to what I was saying earlier. Like this movie, it's just like a set like they have to make the they have to make this old man sad. Like why? Like they didn't have to do they honestly could have like gave him a valid reason to like put the fedora back on. You know, oh mm-hmm. I, I've done I've done my time, blah blah blah. Well Andy, like there's this and this. I'll put my fedora back on, you know, like all that kind of shit, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I'm one of those. I, I I mean, I'm not, I'm not the only one, but clearly, I'm not the only one about this. But like, yeah, I was not a fan of LaShire LaBeouf character, right? Mm -hmm. I wasn't a fan of the Mutt character. Um, But like the way how they did the character, I was like, that's fucked up. You just killed him off screen, and Mm -hmm. like he, he clearly was like. he clearly was a new thing that Indiana Jones did not expect that he would have to become involved with. You mm-hmm. know, he's he's the type of guy who's like onto the next journey, onto the next journey, onto the next artifact and stuff like that, right? But, but he's kind of a womanizer, like uh, I like James like Bond. James Bond. Uh, probably. It seems like he has like they even mention it in some of the films, like he has like a trail of women leaving them behind. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, but like here's like oh shit, I have this kid now. My whole perspective has changed. And then we killed the kid. Now my perspective's like sad. <laughs> um, oh, you know what? This is one thing we didn't talk about in the, in the non-spoiler section, but we got to talk about it. The CGI. The CGI and the de-aging. Mm. I know you loved it, right? It was perfection. Mm-hmm. It started off okay for like 20 seconds. Mm. I was really impressed. Yeah. And then... It did the deep fake weird shifty eye thing yeah, the and then dead, dead eye eyes. Yeah. And like, it's like you could see the, the face shift a little bit. So it wasn't like, it was like the face couldn't stay on the face. But uh-huh. then also like you had the, the dead eyes. Um, his eyebrows were too high. Mm-hmm. So it made him look surprised. 
Like all the time. Like, yeah. Oh, Nazis. What? <laughs> Did I expect that? Uh. Um, and uh, yeah, that was kind of bad. I couldn't get into the film because of that. Um, but the part that was the worst part for me was mm-hmm. when he was running down the length of the train. It was oh, just his yeah. silhouette. Uh, I just started laughing. It was so bad. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I my my reaction. I mean, you what did you say? You you said you felt my reaction. I felt it. Uh, because like you were like, it was like shock. Uh, but I could feel your shock like coming off of you in like waves. I'm yeah, like, Whoa. yeah. It was like, what in the fuck was that? <laughs> like, and this is this is Lucasfilm. This is a part of it. Like, they have the money. They somehow could not do that. Just that, and like, and I've seen it in the trailer. In the trailer, they show like a glimpse of it, right? Mm-hmm. Honestly, whenever I see in the trailer, I'm like, "That's gonna be a badass shot." Oh, that looks fucking dope. But like, you see it in action, and it looks like it looks worse than like a PS4 like cutscene. So, and this is the only thing I pulled out of the trivia section, but I'm mm-hmm. gonna read it. Okay. It says in an interview on the Late Show with Stephen Colbert in 2015. Harrison Ford explained how the filmmakers digitally de-aged him for the flashback sequences. Uh, by the way, mm-hmm. that's 2015. That's eight Ooh. years ago when deepfake was barely a thing. Okay. Ah. Um, he said, they have this artificial intelligence program that can go through every foot of film that Lucasfilm owns. Because I did a bunch of movies for them, they have all this footage, including film that wasn't printed. So they can move, they can mine it from where the light is coming from, from the expression. I don't know how they do it, but that's my actual face. Then I put little dots on my face and I say the words and they make it. It's fantastic. At 80, he is the oldest actor to be de-aged in a movie, surpassing Al Pacino, who was 79 when he was de-aged in The Irishman in 2019. And it doesn't, it, it, it doesn't look right. Like, Mm-mm. like, don't get me wrong. There are there are shots where I'm like, all right, I'm convinced that's like a young Indiana Jones, right? Mm-hmm. Or I'm sorry, a young Harrison Ford. Okay, there are a number of shots. I I've always noticed this when it comes to like de aging, um, de aging uh, like software or whenever you see it on the screen, the lower the light, the more it works. Mm-hmm. The higher the light, the more obvious it is. And there are plenty of times where, like, there are, like, lamps right next to his face or, like, gun blasts or explosions. And that's where you can, like, really see it. Well, it's... I kind of agree. But also, mm. even when they were trying to have him, like, a little more shadowy, mm. I think that almost made it worse because they couldn't figure out how the shadows were supposed to move across his face. Yeah, I see. Yeah, I, I definitely saw that, too. Especially, like, it, it kept doing this weird head, like... Like this head tilt thing. Yeah, it looked really fucking off. And what definitely doesn't help the movie or the the de aging is you can't de age his voice. Like it sounded like an old gruff, like Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. It didn't sound like like and it like you can you can even go back to like Kingdom of the Crystal Skull where he still kind of sounded like Indiana Jones from like Last Crusade. You can mm-hmm. tell like age is starting to catch up with him. Yeah. This one, he's just like, like just talking like that. Like he would like make Vin Diesel blush. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Um, in the um, and this is gonna be a spoiler for anyone who hasn't watched Mandalorian. Okay. 
when um, Mark Hamill. Okay. When his younger Luke Skywalker shows up, mm-hmm. um, he spoke, didn't he? He did speak. Um, it wasn't at length. I think what they did is that they used uh, they they used artificial inter- in artificial intelligence to like make like a voice modulator. Yeah, yeah, to like really work his voice to sound to sound young and stuff like that, right? Mm-hmm. Which is weird. It's like, why didn't they do that for? They for this had one? the time. Yeah, they had the time to do it. Why didn't they do it for this one? Because they also could have fixed some of the shit that they did back in 2015 when the technology wasn't there. You know what this actually reminds me of? Um, and you're not gonna get this, but like, like I'll, I'll I'll explain the best as I can. Well, it's actually pretty simple. Okay, so Sean Connor, I I I, th- I just think the connection is so fucking funny. Okay, so Sean Connor, of course, his most well-known role is James Bond, right? Yeah. He did the movie called From Russia with Love. Okay. Um, let me see. From Russia with Love, I think it's like 1971 or something like that. Let me see. Yeah, to say 71 like that. Yeah. Like he would. Uh, from Russia with Love came out and oh, that was way off. Nineteen sixty-three. Okay, from Russia with Love, nineteen sixty-three. Right, mm-hmm. and we have a young Sean Connery playing James Bond. So they did a From Russia with Love video game that came out. Um, that came out in God, where is it? <laughs> I know. I'm. I'm. I'm two thousand five. Right, two thousand five. Okay. So what was that 70, 80, 90? So almost 40. It's a little past 40 years, right? 42 years. Okay. Okay. They brought Sean Connery back to play James Bond and from Russia with Love. And clearly it was an old Sean Connery because it was, it was his deep ass Irish accent. Mm-hmm. And it sounded weird. Is that Irish or Scottish? Oh, I'm sorry, yeah, Scottish. I'm sorry, his Scottish accent, right? Which is, it sounded weird on a young James Bond. Mm-hmm. So we got an old Harrison Ford, his really deep, groggly voice on a young Her- on a young Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. I just think it's funny because Sean Connery played his dad. <laughs> yeah. Same thing happened to him. <laughs> and then now it happened to Harrison Ford. What's funny is, like, how much of an age difference was there really? Between uh, Sean Connery and Indiana Jones? I mean, pfft. <laughs> and Harrison Ford, because Harrison's already eighty, and Sean right. Connery passed away only like what a couple years ago. So Sean Connery's eight. <laughs> There's a look of shock on his face. <laughs> so Sean Connery in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade was fifty-eight years old. Uh Harrison Ford was only forty-six in that movie. So they only have the 12-year age gap. Yeah. And Harrison Ford is 80 mm-hmm. playing Indiana Jones. Yeah. Like, like what, a 22-year difference? Like, or 30 32 years. My math sucks. <laughs> like, well, like, like, I don't know. I just think it's, they should not have had those two paired up. I think, it, I mean, it worked well, right? That's No, I think it was perfect. To yeah. me, I, th- I thought that pair was perfect. No, the pair is. I just think yeah. it's a weird. The age thing is weird. But all the age things are weird with older movies. So Yeah, that's true. Um, so. Um, okay. See, it, it worked perfectly in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Mm-hmm. It was 65 in that movie. Mm-hmm. So it kind of it's kind of working. It's kind of working. Harrison Ford was? Yeah, he was 65 in that movie. Yeah, I still think he's too old to be 
Mutt's dad then in that movie. That's true. Mutt was probably like what? And it's like 20s at, at the most? Early 20s? Yeah. Oof. Like 22, 23 maybe. So he had him when he was like, four, like 40. <laughs> that kind of tracks though. Yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah. Um, so with the aging, we could talk about Mads Mikkelsen too because I did the same thing to him, but honestly, I didn't really see a difference. I... <laughs> He always looks like that. He does. He was born looking like like ambiguous in age. Like you can't uh, really tell what age he is, but he doesn't look uh, old, but he doesn't look young. I um I could tell the difference because his skin was too smooth. Mm. It was like too like smooth from what I've from from what I'm usually used to seeing in Matt Mickelson. His skin was like too like too soft or anything like that. I guess his character's supposed to be like maybe in his like early 20s late 20s or something like that he just looked like he was still in like his early 40s mid mm. you know somewhere in the 40s maybe his 30s and then you know when he was in the now time in the later times mm. he looked like maybe he was like in his early 50s mm. <laughs> even though all the time lapsed yeah <laughs> um okay before we get out of this segment i want to I want to I want to bring out one of my biggest gripes with this movie, and why I actually think the ending of the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull works way better than this one. Is it because of Antonio Banderas? Why was he in this fucking movie? <laughs> His character dies. Why was he in this movie? They could have got anybody else. Yep. But like, we're supposed to believe like, oh yeah, they have history together. They've been traveling together, or like they've known each other for like 20, 30 years. And it's just like there's no like. <sighs> Why was he in this? There's no fucking reason for Antonio Banderas to be in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying that he, like, didn't deserve to be in this movie or, like, he's not a great actor. He's a great fucking actor. But th- he was wasted. Completely fucking wasted. Mm-hmm. And they got wasted. He just looked like a frail, stupid idiot guy. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly it. <laughs> All right. So, when the movie ends... So, when the movie ends... Okay. First... <laughs> First of all, the whole time travel thing, I can see that working more than the alien thing because it kind of fits within the context of, like, the fantastical nature of Indiana Jones, right? Like, like the whole alien invaders thing, that's, like, I don't know, that's, that's too much, like, aliens, boom, you know, as opposed to, like, the mystery of what this thing's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. What was that? I disagree. Okay. I don't like how they did it, but ancient alien thing is real like no i i know and, that and there's some there are some things that are really stupid but there mm. are other like some things that you're you kind of like okay that kind of makes sense actually mm. um uh especially for people who are religious and they're like oh you know like i believe in god and blah blah blah, blah. but it's mm. like yeah but what if like someone really intelligent came across the stars and like no, I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with that. I just, I guess, because I'm, I'm thinking within the context of like the previous Indiana Jones movie, which had to do. Here we go. It had to do what it had. A, it had a the previous movies. What they all did is they questioned Indiana Jones's fate. Like, um, there's the, the there's the Ark, right? Mm-hmm. A religious artifact. There's the stones. There they belong. They're a part of a. Um, I guess I. Like Indian culture and stuff like that, like she, mm-hmm. like she and stuff like that, right? The Crusade, right? 
once again a holy artifact the cup of christ right Mm -hmm. they're all they're all tied to this kind of religious kind of thing that is explainable but unexplainable right Mm -hmm. like there's this kind of like mystery but history behind it and it's like brings this connection it's there it like it questions his fate and everything like all of them right Mm -hmm. in aliens there's no question of faith they're just like oh there's there's like aliens out there like it more just like it just asks more questions than let Indiana Jones question who he is as a person, as a as a know it all. Mm-hmm. It's studying this all this material, and then it's like his perspective's like boom, change, like that, right? Where in Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, they're just like aliens. There was it was totally different. It was like Fox Fox Mulder from the X Files could would have totally worked, but with Indiana Jones, I, to me, I didn't think it worked at all. Also. Uh-huh. They did the thing in that one that I got irritated about with this one. Okay, what was that? Because there are there are crystal skulls out there. Yeah, I, yeah. there's like thirteen of them or something like that. Uh huh. Um, they don't have anything to do with aliens though. But the thing that we can't figure out about them is that they actually store data like like a hard drive in a computer. Oh wow. Okay. So there's data in uh-huh. those fucking things, which kind of rolls into the ancient alien thing. Mm. But they're not aliens. They're yeah. just, like, something that we don't know how they can hold data like yeah. that. Okay. I got you. Okay. See, that... But that's right, what I'm saying. That, that if they been, actually use... That would have been interesting. ...some of the truth behind these things, uh-huh. it would make the film so much more fantastic. I got you. Okay. Um, so, so back to what I was saying about why I think Kingdom of Crystal Skull ending works better than this ending. Um, than Indiana Jones 5. Okay. Even though you don't like the alien thing. Even though I don't like the alien thing, but I like... It's... it's it's Okay. Here's why... Okay, let me let me rephrase that. Here's why Kingdom of the Crystal Skull's ending is a better send-off than Indiana Jones 5. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, in Indiana Jones 5, I mean, like, when we get to the character, his son, Mutt's been killed, um, and then Marin Ravenwood... Like they're sep- they're separated, right? And it's mm-hmm. it's through the tragedy of losing their son that they're separated. Okay, so Indiana Jones is like he's at a point in in his life where he doesn't know where he fits in this world anymore. The world has changed. It's nineteen sixty nine. The civil rights movement is in full swing. Um, Anti Vietnam uh, uh, anti Vietnam protest uh, protest. Um, we put men on the on the on the moon all this kind of stuff right we jam-packed all that shit within like five minutes yeah so like um so it should work because it's kind of a it should work because it's kind of like a reflection of of us because we grew up watching indiana jones well me specifically but like because kelsey didn't grow up with it but she gets the context you get you get the nostalgia of it yeah. right mm-hmm. but like we grew up these are like part of her dna like star wars back to the future back to the future for me for sure yeah it's part of our d it's part of the pop culture dna you can't hear an indiana jones theme song without knowing like that's indiana jones or back to or start like that it's us right mm-hmm. we, we fully fucking get it mm-hmm. okay but we're coming to a time now where Gen Zers, there's these Gen Zers, influencers, TikTokers, TikTokers and stuff like that, who are just like, what's Indiana Jones? That seems boring. You, you want to hear something funny? Hmm. Just real quick. Hmm. Cadence has no idea what the fuck, gen, with the fucking Grimace Shake thing. She doesn't understand Gen Cadence Z humor. Or, oh, Cadence. Yeah. She's like, I don't get it. She has an old soul. That's why. <laughs> she has an old soul. Does Leia get it? Le- Leia gets it, but she's like, "That's stupid." 
okay, so back to what I'm saying, like, it's a reflection of us. We are now, like Kelsey and myself, like millennials and like Gen Xers and stuff like that, we're getting an age where like, we don't know where we fit in this world anymore. We were promised all this kind of stuff and we, were, we got fucked, right? And yeah. that's because like the boomer like, generation. where's my education? Where's, where's my, my money? Yeah, where's the dreams that you said I could reach to if I just... Work um, hard enough. Work hard enough. You can't enough. work one full-time job and build a house. Yeah, exactly. For your family exactly, and provide right? and nobody has to work except you. Exactly. But like, that's like, Indiana Jones is like us, right? Yeah. Like, we were promised this kind of thing. It didn't amount to what we wanted. So where the fuck are we? Right? Yeah. So it that worked for me for like within the context of this movie, right? Mm-hmm. What didn't work for me is like when it gets to the end, once again, Indiana Jones still don't, he does not know where he fits in this world. He sees the past doesn't know what to do with it, and then gets thrown back to the present, and is like, I don't know what to do with myself anymore. Also, uh, I really got tired of the Nazi thing. I know it's a part of Indiana Jones, uh, but I'm like, it's 1969. Uh, Why didn't you make it like a prior Nazi or previous Nazi who turned like KKK or something? Like, I mean, they kind of did that with the fact that like he was the Matt Mickelson's character was like a former Nazi who was brought in by the u.s to like put men on the moon and stuff like that which is like a that's a real that's a real truth that's a real life kind of thing mm-hmm. but no but he was still a nazi he still had yeah. the stuff he wanted to go back yeah to be with adolf which they like, don't explain, or kill adolf they don't explain the resources like what like how they get those men to like they don't, nothing they don't explain that dude's background or like how he was able to do all this shit no um, but I just think that if you're going to go with the times, then go mm, with the times. Don't yeah. hold on to the fucking Nazi thing. Like, I'm kind of tired of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the movie ends with, like, him and Marion Ravenwood getting back together. That's, like, yay. But it's, like, like that's the end, and like, where, that, like, that's the end you give him, right? Um, he ends up back with his wife. His son's still dead. He's still wanted for murder, but they never fucking explained how they got through that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, like... All right, here's uh, Phoebe Waller Bridge, like, and all those people, like, that's it. They're just gonna go on their own little journey, right? Mm-hmm. Well, Indy, it's like not really having this. It's anticlimactic. Yes, yeah, there it's very anticlimactic, right? Where Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, it worked because the ending worked, uh, especially like the last five minutes. Mm-hmm. It worked because. That's something we should expect of this character. This guy who's gone on these great journey, these like fantastical things, who's like seen amazing things and everything. He gets to a point where he's like, all right, I'm going to settle down, but I'm going to settle down because it's the right time. You know, he gets Marion Ravenwood back. He finds out that he has a son. Therefore, we, we can we know that the legacy of Indiana Jones will continue in some form or fashion, right? Mm-hmm. Mutt wasn't just Mutt. He was Indiana Jones the third. So maybe Mutt has a kid. He... You know, Mutt gets into archaeology as well, or some type of like high education, kind of whatever, pass on the knowledge. And it, it, it becomes like this family legacy thing. Yeah. And that's what it would, that's worth in Kingdom of Crystal Skull. I mean, it wasn't like televised, but that's, that's what I had in mind of like, that's, that's where Indiana Jones goes in my head. That's the perfect ending. He gets the girl, has the son, puts on the fedora one last time. He's like, next time, kid. And it's like, boom, ending. Right, that's the ending that character deserve. Mm-hmm. This is what we want our heroes to have a happy ending, not like bringing him back to make him sad and miserable and be like, yeah, he got a consolation prize. Yeah, like oh, we we had to kill Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. So um, to let's redo the ending. Like yeah. he still gets his happy ending with Marion. Yeah. 
but it's like no yeah like we don't know if that's still gonna work or if they're just like well we're old we got we got nowhere else to go so let's just go ahead and be together yeah like it'd have been cool and be like oh yeah like he went down to actually do some archaeological shit yeah and they just go on an extended whatever you never hear from them again like you know they're out doing what they love period yeah um that's what i would have loved to see but we got none of that nothing just a sad ending we got grumpy harrison ford (laughs) (sighs) all right should people check this movie out no yeah i fully agree you know what Actually, you know what? I think it might... (laughs) If you watch it, I think the only thing that it will give you is a better appreciation of Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Um, Oh, crap. What? I didn't fix something. Look, this is what happens. Uh, We don't have a team. Uh-huh. So we just, you know, we're having fun. Who cares if we fuck up? Okay, so we're gonna get to the, <laughs> we're gonna get into the next segment, our variety time, but the intro is gonna be a bit different. Uh, so what do we got next? <laughs> our variety time. All right, so. We kind of got done uh, talking about our, you know, our, I can't say the word. I our can't. review of. It was a review, of- but I was trying to do something about like, you know, frolic or frolic through the fields of Indiana Jones. <laughs> okay. That's what I was trying to say. Ah. Um, so we need to talk about our, uh, how we would rate the each, Indiana each one, you know, all of the five films. Mm-hmm. All right, you want to go first? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, mm. I like. Well, let's let's do like. Top, yeah, top down. Yeah, let's do top down. Okay. The um, I like the first one first. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm-hmm. Okay. I like that one. Okay. I, I thought you were gonna say Temple of Doom. <laughs> I'm I'm joking. You know what? Honestly. Honestly, mm. that's that does that like my hatred for that one mm. pales in comparison. Oh, it's a die of destiny. Mm-hmm. Okay, All okay. Right. Uh, so, um, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay. Just because it sets up the whole franchise. Okay. Um, and number two, mm-hmm. um, is the um, I can't remember the fucking names of them, but it's the third one. You want to bring up the list? It's easy. Just yes, just I'll bring Google up the list. It. Sorry, mate. I'm fried today. So it's only nine o'clock. No, it's not because of the time, the nine o'clock. It's because of the. I like how you said that. Only because of nine o'clock. <laughs> um. Well, Kelsey, I've had a really long day. Okay, so Kelsey's looking up the the. Okay. Okay. The names. Okay. okay. All right. All right. Number one, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, because okay. it sets up the franchise. Okay. Strong, you know, strong. Strong start. Mm-hmm. Okay. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade is number two. Okay. Okay. Because mm. I like the uh, the energy of it, the mm. the father son thing. Like mm. they play well against each other. Mm. Um, Sean Connery is kind of like a lovable idiot, mm. but he's really smart too. But he's still kind of an idiot. Kind of like a, f- a fish out of water. 
Yeah. Thing. Okay. Like he's a good foil. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say my third one mm. will be Indiana Jones and uh, the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Why? So why is that in third place? Because they still go on this adventure, right? And, like, mm-hmm. Indiana Jones is getting older, but he's not still not too old. Mm-hmm. I like the idea that, like, he's, he knows that his time is, like, a, a virile man or whatever is coming to an end. Yeah. And, I like, I would want to see him settle down. Mm-hmm. Like, you know you're not going to go on forever. Mm. Um. So I just I I like the fact that he's also kind of now in the shoes of where his dad was. Mm, yeah. Um though it's kind of different. I know they could have done it better. Mm-hmm. Um but I I definitely like the idea of it. Yeah. Um Next. Uh Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Okay. Close to the bottom. All right. All right. Why, why of, is that? Cuz of the Banshee lady. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Let me let me look her up. I, I I can't remember the actress's name. She is so annoying. Her name is Kate Capshaw. Yes, Kate Capshaw. Okay. Um, Steven Spielberg's wife. Go on. She's currently his wife. I think that is currently uh, his wife. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um. She just screams the whole time. Says really obvious things. Um. She can't, like, do anything for herself. She's selfish. She's thoughtless. Um, like yeah, I, that's his current wife. Mm. Fuck. <whistles> I, okay, I don't know. Like, it's so bad mm. that I can't even like the person. Okay, damn. You know, you know, like, you know how a performance will sometimes make people believe that they are like that? Mm. I believe that she is shallow and stupid because of this role. Okay. Like she wasn't playing too far from the truth. No, like that's actually her. Oh, okay. I know this is me being sarcastic. Yeah. 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 Like I don't, it's not that I actually believe that, but I, f- I feel it. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Gotcha. Like the, the, I don't think, I don't know her. I don't want to insult her or whatever. I just know that that was such a bad role that I can't see her as anything else. Okay. Um, all right. So since you said that's what, fifth place. So, Dial of Destiny. No, I'm that's four. That's fourth place, right? No, it's fifth place. Well, I said one, three, four, four, two. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. That's fourth place. You're right. Sorry. Yeah. And I, and so, I I take it that I would have to understand Dial of Destiny is at the bottom. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, you don't have to go into it because <laughs> we went into it a whole lot. <laughs> uh, just, you know, the writing the acting the mm. directing mm. um that's all bad why do we need this movie yeah um and phoebe waller bridge is too neurotic gotcha all right so for me um top spot dial of destiny now i'm joking <laughs> to me top spot last crusade mm-hmm. here's why now i i get what you're saying that it's raiders, raiders of the lost art sets up the franchise, right? Mm-hmm. Which is like that's true, but with with Last Crusade, we get more of like who Indiana Jones is, mm-hmm. right? 
we see his first adventure as like a Cub Scout or a Boy Scout or whatever. And where he gets his hat. Where he gets his hat, where he gets the scar, where he gets like the understanding of how to use a whip, where his fear of snakes come from, you know. We get that, and then we 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 introduce to his father. You know, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. So we're getting like, we're getting a character building type scenario within the first like ten minutes of the movie, right? Mm. And it works perfectly because when it when it cuts to like present time, it was like a memory. Like he remembers all this stuff, and he's like, "Oh, this is why I do this shit. This is why I love this shit. This is how I became Indiana Jones, right?" Mm. And so we get more of a background of the character um, that I think works a whole lot better. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, That's and, why I like it. And it's my second spot. Yeah, and then like the the relationship, like you said, the relationship between Harrison Ford and Sean Connery are just like perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, granted, it's like a twelve year difference or something like that mm-hmm. between the actors, but it's perfect. I think like Last Crusade is the one I rewatched like the most. Mm-hmm. You know, whenever they share a screen, like it's something about like, like this is the way how Harrison Ford says "dad." It's almost like childlike like dad come on mm-hmm. but like he knows he had to save like his dad's life like over and over again right like when anytime he would say dad it felt real yeah exactly like, right like that's my dad yeah and and to me that like it it's a bit more to me it's a bit more emotional maybe because like i'm sucker for like father and son movies and stuff like that but like there's that really great part where like supposedly indiana jones went over the cliff with the tank harrison ford oh no harrison ford um uh, Henry 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 Jones Senior is like I never got to tell like he's pretty much said, like I never got to tell him I love him like I you know we were going back and forth and I lost him you know mm-hmm. and it's that really like whole shit moment and then Harrison Ford like Indiana Jones is not dead he like shows up and everything uh, Sean Connery's character gives him this big hug and everything he's like I thought you I thought I lost you boy and it's the hug that indiana's been waiting for his entire Mm -hmm. life like i thought you did too sir like that and it's like this really like oh like moment he almost like melts into his dad yeah that's what i needed and like i've like as of recent i've I've seen that i've watched that scene a couple times and i i kind of start tearing up like (gasps) it's like a beautiful moment you know like and all that shit so to me that's why last crusade is like top spot Mm mm-hmm so the second one is also just real quick on that one hmm. i think it's funny that um sean connery his nickname for his son is junior uh um but the fact that he's scottish uh, and has to keep saying junior and you keep see- hearing that fucking scottish accent yeah. because junior, of junior. Yeah, junior. <laughs> um so second spot is raiders um i think raiders the reason why raiders is second is it's it's the arc. It's something about going on this journey to find like this this like mythical thing of like the arc and it, like how much it like really gets into uh I guess it's, I guess because like so many shots are like iconic with that movie, like the 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 rolling uh the what's it called? The ball, the what the fuck is it called? Oh, the boulder? Yeah, the boulder. Thank you. The boulder comes out. It's, like, so iconic. There's even, like, that really great shot of when, like, they're digging to, like, find where the arc's at or the location of the arc. 
and it's really badass shot of like Harrison Ford like put on the fedora and it's like a silhouette and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah. Um, like the scene where they're like in the village and like he's like trying to save Marion and they're trying to get rid of, trying to get away from the Nazis and stuff like that. Um, it is a great like adventure movie, mm-hmm. but there's not a whole lot of heart into it. Like it's 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 fun, but there's it's not as emotional as like the Last Crusade. Mm-hmm. Like. There's like him and there's Indiana and Marion Ravenwood, um, but it's just like, almost like a kind of like 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 fuck bitch catch up or some shit like that yeah. that, kind of, that kind of thing right, um, and it, to me it doesn't really work that well. Uh, and this is your number two and you're just kind of bashing it. I know I know I know I like bashing. It. Okay, let me just let me just say what I do like about it. it's fun. It's a fun adventure movie. But like it seems like it's and lacking. some good cinematography. Good cinematography, great music by John Williams. But it seems like it's lacking. It doesn't have as much heart as Last Crusade. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so number three is Table of Doom. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, that's another one I watch repeatedly. I just like how kind of fucked up it is. How like okay. I almost made Temple of Doom part as as my second favorite. What? I almost made it my second. I would that would, would be the last episode <laughs> done. Nothing you say is worth a damn. But wait, my reasoning actually makes sense. All right, so you know Temple of Doom is actually uh, considered a prequel, right? No. Okay, it's actually a prequel to like Raiders. Okay, this is at a. T- the, look at the dates. The dates are different. Yeah, within the movie, right? Yeah, within the movie, yeah, the dates are different. Okay. Okay. But why? It doesn't make sense. Well, well I, I don't know why, exactly why they made it a prequel, but think, there's something there's something I had just barely noticed after rewatching the movie recently, that this is at a time, because when Indiana encounters the Ark, he's not really, like, blown away, like, what the hell is this mystical thing? He's like, this is a thing that's been rumored to exist and now i found it like that kind of like um that kind of like excitement i well, found not it. just he found it but he also knew that it was incredibly dangerous okay yeah so that one right but like it's like the mystical properties of it he never is like oh my god you know he mm-hmm. just like there's stuff that comes out of it i don't know exactly what but i'm gonna find it right mm-hmm. In temple of doom you have an inkling of he's never really encountered anything super mystical this is like his first encounter of like, what? There's things beyond my comprehension? And it's these fucking stones? Like that kind of like, oh, he, because like there's a the part where he like has the stones when they're like in the cave. Mm-hmm. And he has this like wide eye response of like, <gasps> like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So th- that's why, well, that's one of the reasons why I think it's a prequel. And because he didn't encounter this stuff before. And two, I don't like how dark it is. You do or you don't? No, I like how dark it is. <laughs> okay. Like, there's hearts being ripped out. There's child labor. There's, like, dying. Some dude gets blasted in the chest once and then gets, like, uh, what's it called? A shish kebab thrown to his chest and shit like that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's pretty fucked up. I like the dark, too. Mm-hmm. I just don't. I, I, feel, I feel like Kate Cashaw just, like, fucked up. She ruined home. the entire film. Okay. She ruined it. And this sucks because short rounds in it. Yeah, but you know, Kihukwan's doing great now. He is, but um, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, 
So anyways, that's your... That's my number three. Okay. Number four is Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Mm-hmm. I at least enjoyed half the movie. Okay. It's the second half that, like, poo-poos itself. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I said in the spoiler section, I think this that this this movie is a proper send-off for the character. Mm-hmm. Like, like, and he's still, like, he's still coming out. He's, like, going out his own terms. Not because he has to, but he's like, I'm done with this kid. I, I'm done with it, but, like, I had a great time. Yeah. Doing it right, and it's and it's a it, it is an adventure film. It is a a good adventure film. Um, he's not like barely trucking along trying to keep up and shit like that. You know, it's not the uh, what's it called octogenarian. Octogenarian. Yeah, he's not like that at all <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's and and the whole thing of like oh he has a son and everything like that. I like that. I mean mm-hmm. I, I'm not too I'm not too fond of Shia LaBeouf playing the character but I'm like alright I, I get it that works and then last place is actually Dial of Destiny because <sighs> I had high hopes for that movie mm. hell I had high hopes for Kingdom of the Crystal Skull watched it I, the first time I watched it in theaters I was like what the fuck is this and after rewatching it I'm like it's not as bad as I remember it's fine Yeah. Where Dial of Destiny is like what were you guys trying to accomplish with this movie you changed everything and it didn't work yeah Now we are going to do our geriatric cinematic of Robert Zemeckis uh, romancing the stone. I'm getting out of this jungle dump. I'm fed up to here with this treasure hunt business. Yeah. Ira, you miserable worm, you lied to me. You said she was a city girl. Out of her element. Just get her in the map and bring them back. Piece of cake. Piece of cake, my butt. What went wrong? I'll tell you what went wrong. <laughs> First of all, guess who else is here? You're dead right, Solo. What? Secondly, she's got herself a partner. Who likes shooting holes and everything. The minimum price for taking a stranded woman to a telephone is four hundred dollars. Three hundred and seventy-five in traveler's checks. Not a deal. This film came out in 1984, and the synopsis is a mousy romance novelist sets off for Columbia to ransom her kidnapped sister, and soon finds herself in the middle of a dangerous adventure hunting for treasure with a mercenary rogue. The tagline is the best tagline ever. Okay. She's a girl from the big city. He's a reckless soldier of fortune. For a fabulous treasure, they share an adventure no one could imagine. Or survive. This God, one does that's... not give Reckless Soldier of Fortune <laughs> vibes. Like, what the that's fuck? That's a horrible tagline. <laughs> I feel like, let me see. One, two. They took oh, they took two, I guess a three-sentence tagline. They took two of those sentences. It was like, we're good. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's written by Diane Thomas. You mean- uh, Oh, you said written by. Okay, my yeah. mistake. It's directed by Robert Zemeckis, mm-hmm. but I forgot to say that because I already said it, but I <laughs> I always say it again, but I forgot. Anyway, uh, stars Michael Douglas, Kathleen Turner, Danny DeVito, Zach Norman, and Manuel Ojeda. So, Romancing, Romancing the Stone, uh, I remember rewatching this a couple times when I was a kid. It was like on, like, uh, network, network television, be like Channel KCAL 9 or KTLA. Five or 
think KCOP Channel 13, I think that's what it was. Um, K-Cop. K-Cop, yeah. <laughs> I, I, obviously, I could be wrong by that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I remember, I remember watching this and Jewel of the Nile, which is the sequel to Romance of the Stone. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you know anything about, like, was that any better? Do you remember? I remember about liking it? *Romance of Stone* more gotcha. than *Jewel of the Nile*. Um, but as per usual, no one gives a shit about what I think. The most important part is what does Kelsey think about this movie? I think it's a fun movie. Okay. Like I don't. It's not my favorite movie, but it's mm. it's pretty good. Like mm. I enjoyed myself watching it. Okay. Uh, overall thoughts. Um. I really like Kathleen Turner. Mm-hmm. I've I don't think I've ever seen her in anything. You seen her in one thing. What's that? I mean, it wasn't her; it was her voice. But you've seen her. Where? Uh, Who from Roger Rabbit? <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you see her another thing too? Uh, War of the Roses. War of the Roses. Mm. You've seen that. Yeah. Ask me if I remember it. I know you don't remember it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, I also like she doesn't look anything like she did mm. back then. Kathleen Turner? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. Um, I think the acting was pretty good. Mm. Like, it's kind of like... It's playful and not very... I wouldn't say the writing's great, but as mm-hmm. a comedy, like, I think it's supposed to be more comedy. Mm-hmm. Or they like unintentionally comedy. might have written it that way. Like action comedy adventure kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, can't take itself too seriously. Mm-hmm. Um. But I think it's funny because I did not expect um, Michael Douglas to. I'm like, why is he playing this character? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't get it. Oh, like, but he grew on me. Oh, okay. You don't. You don't. You didn't see him as like an action hero. No. Okay. Definitely not. Like, I see him as a yuppie. <laughs> like uh, Wall Street type yuppie shit. Kind of, but like, mm. um, but like, what's the guy from? Um, God damn it, I can't remember shit. <laughs> remember the guy? Okay. He's a comedian. He's Jewish. Jerry Seinfeld? No. The other one. He did... Mark Mara? <laughs> He's old as shit. Mark Mara? No. Mel Brooks? <laughs> <laughs> He's Jewish and old as shit. I like this game. No, okay, he did an episode of his show at a baseball game and it got... The guy exonerated. Oh, Larry David. Yes. Okay. <laughs> he reminds His me. His name is all the old Jewish comedians. <laughs> <laughs> he reminds me of a, like, just the way he is, like, quirky makes me think of him. Michael Douglas? Yes. I don't think of quirky when it comes to Michael Douglas. He's quirky in this film. I would say he's more charming in this film than quirky. Nah, he's not charming. Okay coming from a woman <laughs> yeah you call yourself a woman uh so one of the things that like that's supposed to make this movie work is the chemistry i mean he's lit- the movie's called literally called romancing the stone romance is in the title so there's supposed to be like chemistry between michael douglas character and kathleen turner's character um do you think that that one hit the mark eventually oh eventually okay I, there was a lot of lead up to it, mm-hmm. um, which I actually kind of thought worked really well because it wasn't like a lovey-dovey, sappy thing. It was mm-hmm. like she needed help. He was just seeing an opportunity to make money. Yeah. And then then he was just going to use her and was kind of like, 
put it, you know, putting on the charm with her. Yeah. And then he did the right thing at the end. Oh, which is like saving her life and shit. Saving her sister's life. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, not just trying to keep the stone for himself. Yeah. Like he kept his word. He's Mm -hmm. like, oh, I'll meet you there. She's like, yeah, okay. Yeah. I was dipped out. (laughs) The stone. Deuces. No, I I couldn't Mm -hmm. do that. Um, Zemeckis is directing. Any any opinion on that? I thought the directing was good. Mm-hmm. It made sense. You kind of got that they were in a different location every time, you know, wherever they were going. Mm-hmm. It's definitely of its time. It's definitely an 80s film. Yeah, um, it is. Mm. I thought the plane thing was funny. I thought they were going to be like, yeah, we're in Colombia. It's like guerrilla warfare. Like, no, it's marijuana. Yeah, it, like... <clears throat> Like obviously, this is during the this movie was made during the eighties, where like um, PC culture was not a thing. Uh, blackface was well, blackface was still a thing, or in this case, it would have been brownface. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, in terms of like kind of like taking like cheap shots at like other well. There is that there is that opening there is that scene where like Kathy Turner is walking through the airport and people are just like fighting. There's military all over the place and stuff like. It doesn't really paint a good picture of like Colombia or like the exotic nature of mm-hmm. it. Um, there are also I don't remember mm-hmm. what they were, but there were a couple of really off color things they said. Oh really? Yeah, like a word or a, a phrase. That oh, was like- Daddy Devito. He he says he says something that's like slightly racist. Slightly, I, it caught it caught your ear, but I don't remember what it he was. He said something about he like spooks back or some shit like that. No, he said uh, I don't even want to say it. Oh, okay. It's like saying the n word just for Hispanic people. Yeah. Oh no, I get you. I get you. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I take that back then. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but no, like most of it, most of the movie, it's like fun, it's adventurous, and stuff like that. Um, I think the chemistry between Michael Douglas and Kathleen Turner, it does work, but like you said, it it takes a bit of a, takes a bit of a, a little bit of time, to yeah. get to that. Also, she, she's really annoying in the beginning. Like oh, yeah, not absolutely. the very very beginning. I think it's funny how it opens and she's like crying, oh, like crying about her, her own work. book that she wrote. Yeah, like that's funny to me, and I I kind of love that. And then with the whole cat and everything, mm. um, the, the best the best uh, character in the whole movie, the cat. <laughs> but when she gets like into the country, like mm-hmm. and she doesn't, she's like a fish out of water. Then she's annoying. No, I see that. Yeah, yeah. I think her character. Um. Now, this is not me saying that, uh, like, a woman only is only better with the men around. But when Michael Douglas does come in the scene, like, the movie starts... It starts moving, like, really moving forward. And it doesn't really... Like you said, she's kind of annoying at the beginning. And she stops being less annoying and starts being more, like... Like, it starts being more of, like, the fish out of water, but, like, a little bit more... Like, a lot less ignorant about it. Mm-hmm. Um, which I like I said when the when the two meet like it starts it starts building into something that starts really working. Yeah, uh, I like Danny DeVito. Mm-hmm. Which sometimes he works and sometimes he doesn't, but in this really? film he works. I love seeing Danny DeVito in like everything. <laughs> no, seriously, like I like seeing that dude. You know why? Huh? Okay, here's my issue. Okay. I think my what movies has he been in? Like from childhood, um, he was like one flew with cuckoo's nest. Uh, he was in Matilda. Um, 
Let's 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 name off all the great. I know. Let me look it up because there's. Um, I just think that he was in Matilda, and oh. I can't see him as anything other than that character. Really? Yeah, which is kind of like an asshole. Okay. And he's kind of an asshole in a lot of the things. He's just like an idiot, though. Kind of. Yeah, like not like a mean, spirited, like whatever. It's just like really uh, brash. All right. So I know you never see One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest, but he's actually pretty sweet in that movie. Yeah. Um, let me see. I'm trying to find a movie. Jersey Mike. Jersey's, uh, Jersey Mike's painting commercial. Oh yeah, he's doing he's doing ads for Jersey Mike now. Mm. Let me see, Donnie Dangerously. So he's in Jewel of the Nile. Uh, ooh, ruthless people. Yeah, that's a good one. He's kind of an asshole. Twins. He's a asshole on twins. Holy shit. See, War of the Roses. You. He's an asshole on that. Other people's money. He's an asshole on that. Hoffa. Not some ah. Jack the Bear. That's a good movie. Jack the Bear is <laughs> a good movie. Uh huh. Junior, kind of an asshole. Get Shorty, kind of an asshole. Space Jam, an asshole. LA Confidential. No, he's not an asshole on that one. Damn, you're right. He kind of does play an asshole in a lot of movies. I told you. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. <laughs> um, so that's why I'm like, yeah, he's funny. Mm-hmm. I think I need to see more of him, actually. To really get a good when he's being less of an asshole? No, just like in general, so I can get a sense of what his humor actually is. Because I honestly don't know other than like Matilda. One of one of Danny DeVito's movies that I absolutely love is Death to Smoochie. Mm-hmm. But he's an asshole in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have I couldn't remember his name, and I just remembered it when uh, when they show the poster in the beginning. Of of what? Of, Romancing the Stone? Yeah, in Romancing the Stone. Okay. They show the poster, and it's of, like, her book or something. Okay. And it's the character, the guy that she's like, oh, that's the love interest. It's the guy who's going to save me or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, that's definitely Michael Douglas. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I kind of think it looks more like Martin Short. <laughs> yeah, because they totally look similar. I don't think the picture was very good. I'm not saying they look the same. Mm-hmm. I just think it looked like Martin Short. That'd be funny if it was really Martin Short. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, is Martin Short or Danny DeVito funnier? Those are like two different. Like those are two different things. That's true because Martin Short has similar uh, similar qualities as mm-hmm. far as acting and being funny, mm-hmm. except he's not an asshole. Martin Short. <laughs> Most of the time, anyway. No, Martin Short, his, like, as a comedian, he's just, like, before there was Robin Williams, there was Martin Short. Mm-hmm. I remember the other way around. Like, they have the same energy where they're just, like, up, right? But they're fucking hilarious all the time. Mm-hmm. They, like, I, th- I think maybe Martin Short, maybe his, his maybe the one thing he's got up on, Martin, on Robin Williams is that he gets to sing and dance. Like okay. he, like he does like a, he has like a real stage presence like almost like a Broadway um, performance mm-hmm. where Robin Williams it's just like on 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 it's just like and, but he's also fun. kind of relatable or approachable Robin Williams yeah absolutely um, so that's why it's kind of hard to like compare Martin Short to Danny DeVito 
even the same ball, but you're not even the same sport. <laughs> Martin Short is taller than Danny DeVito. That's so. Kelsey's got the stupidest face he's got right now. <laughs> it sounded better in my head. Yeah, you should have kept it in there. Uh, I want to go over some trivia. Okay, that's sure. okay. Yeah. You already told me about the thing where Robert Zemeckis was supposedly going to flop with this one. Mm. Um, you know, and they, they the um, studio fired him from Cocoon. Mm. And, you know, before this movie even came out, it was actually a success. And he was able to do Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the only produced screenplay for writer uh, Diane Thomas. She had been working as a waitress in Malibu when Michael Douglas optioned her script for 250k, 250, yeah, 250,000. So she quit her job and then she died in a car accident while working on um, the um, the sequel. It was like seven weeks before the premiere of it. Oh yeah, yep, that's right. Yeah. Yep. Um. Obviously, people consider this movie like a ripoff of 1981's uh, Indiana Jones. Mm. Um, but it was actually written five years before that. What, 1979? Yep. <coughs> and um, according to Kathleen Turner's memoir, Michael Douglas originally offered the role of Joan to Deborah Winger. They met at a Mexican restaurant to discuss it, but according to Douglas, she ended up biting him. She didn't get the part. Deborah Winger. I don't Damn. know who that is. Deborah Winger. She's an actress. Uh huh. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> do you not know who she is either? No, no, no. I do. No, no. <clears throat> I, I probably have not seen uh, enough of her movies though, because um, she's not my type of performer. Uh, Terms of Endearment, Officer and Gentleman. I don't remember seeing that. Um, let's go. Let's go down to her old stuff. Um, let me see. Urban Cowboy did not see that. Oh, I forgot she was in ET. The small part. She's younger than my dad. Yeah, see her movies. See, I'm not like a huge fan. I'm, these are, are like movies. westerns and love stories and like. Yeah, yeah. Dangerous procedurals. Woman. Yeah. Rachel get married. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm sure. glad she didn't get the role. By the way. Oh yeah, Kathleen Turner. I, Kathleen Turner really made it work with this one um and she's got that voice that amazing voice which is funny because it sounds really great on her when she's younger but now that she's older she just sounds like a really bad smoker i know i was about to say that from like but also like she has the air of a of a uh a diva Mm -hmm. with a smoker voice like (laughs) (laughs) like imagine mariah carey Mm mm-hmm and she's kind of aging yeah. with a smoker voice. Like <laughs> I can I can see that. Yeah. Um All in all, do you think this movie uh holds up? Yeah, I do. Even though it's like of its time, like you said, mm-hmm. it's it's a fun movie. It's definitely it's definitely a fun film. It's I feel like I mean if if this generation wasn't like how it is, or I'm sorry. If entertainment like if entertainment or the consumption of entertainment is it wasn't like how it is now. I feel like this movie would get played more often on television. Like mm-hmm. this, I, like I said, I just remember seeing this a lot on like network television. Yeah, if society didn't grow up a little bit, mm-hmm. we would still be able to watch this movie yeah, without, absolutely. you know, guilt free. Yeah, and, I, and I'm pretty <laughs> sure everybody would look at this and be like, "Oh, Indiana Jones did it better." And be like, "Well, this came before Indiana Jones, so mm-hmm. huzzah." 
um, yeah, I think it still holds up. Um, it was like I said, I saw this as a kid, so I remember like bits and pieces of it. But after revisiting it, I was like, this is actually a legit film. Like, I, I really did enjoy it. Um, kind of want to, I kind of want to revisit revisit uh, Jewel of the Nile now. Um, I think we should both get a tattoo that says, look at those snappers. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, that's all Danny DeVito's brother in the f- in the movie says. Yeah, look at them snappers. Just talking about, the, talking about them check-off guns. <laughs> that's all they were. Um, anything else? No. All right, so that's going to be our show for this week. Uh, we would like to thank everybody for joining us on this week's show. Uh, we would especially like to thank the folks over at Your Entertainment Corner for hosting this podcast on their website. For all your film news, TV news, and reviews, check out yourentertainmentcorner.com. Uh, don't be afraid to drop us an email at therealappeal at gmail.com. Cam? You're like from that. Minnesota. You can find our... We'll snort from that one. <laughs> you can find us on all podcast catchers. Uh, while you're checking us, checking us out on those... Um, you know, drop us a review as well. Five star review would be great. It takes like a few seconds to review us. Um, really appreciate it. It'll help us get notice on whatever podcast media you're using. Um, so for next week, we're gonna be back. Hopefully, we'll, we'll do the episode sooner than later. Um, but our recent review is gonna be Joyride, which is in theaters Friday, July seventh. Geriatric um, <laughs> cinematic. It's going to be not one of the, but the greatest comedy ever. It beats Caddyshack, Blues Brothers. Didn't see. Didn't see. uh, Blazing Saddle. I saw that one. You showed it to me. Beats all of it. Mm -hmm. 1994's Dumb and Dumber. (laughs) I'll just give you guys a heads up. This is the the funniest (laughs) fucking movie I've ever seen. It still makes me laugh. This is like Jim Carrey in his prime. Yeah, this way this is when Jim Carrey was hot shit. Just mass Ace Ventura, dumb and dumb. like he could not do anything bad. I know some people hate The Mask, but that's like one of my favorite movies. Who hates The Mask? I could have swore you told me you hated it. I hate the second one. No, that second that's one it. is that second one's a nightmare. And it wasn't with Jim Carrey no, either. No, 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 no. Like, The Mask is, like, my number one favorite Jim Carrey movie. Really? And that's even... And the Ace Ventura movies used to be my favorite until The Mask came out. I can see that. I can see mm-hmm. that. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, 1994's uh, Dumb and Dumb. God, I can't... I, I love watching this fucking movie. Mm-hmm. It's the greatest comedy ever. And I'm not the only one who said this. My TV production, one of my TV production te- teachers who's produced several movies and has written several scripts has said, greatest comedy ever. Mm-hmm. Pure genius. Um, so Dumb and Dumber is currently streaming on Max or HBO Max, whichever you want to call it, um, and is available to rent on Amazon, Apple TV, YouTube TV, and other VOD services. Um, the topic for that week will be On the Road and Chaos Ensues. It should have been On the Road again. I seriously considered that, but I was like, no, we did that already. Did we? <laughs> yeah, remember we talked about our trip across country? Yeah, but like, that was years ago. Yeah, we can't be... Can't it calls be, for it. It's not, it's not trademarked. <laughs> it's not like... It's not like a, a movie that we rewatched again. It's uh, just saying on the road again. 
Yeah, but I don't want to use stuff that we've used before. We use stuff all the time. No, we don't. We're completely original every episode. Just like, for example, we switched up the variety time. 